0: Guys, we're back again for another delightfully dark discussions. This is Alana. I'm here with Akelta and Valka.
1: Hello. Hi.
0: And today we're gonna be asking Akelta questions and doing Akelta's story. So, Akelta, mm-hmm. let's start off. When was the first time you remember connecting with demons?
2: I didn't know there were demons when I first started connecting with them. But it was when I was really young. It was when I was a kid. I was about six years old. And I just remember that I called them people at the time, people that I talked to that nobody else could see. So I knew that there was something there in the etheric that was around me. Now, most people would chop it up to them being invisible friends. However, these invisible friends of mine, they could influence the environment. They could shift things. They could change things. And I remember one um, in particular. He was always there for me. He was a demon, and he... Basically, taught me how to protect myself when I was a child because I was very spiritually open and very aware. And sometimes, when you move into different spaces, there's not a lot of protection around, and you're exposed to things. If you move into like if you move into a building that something terrible happened, or that there's a sludge entity or a sludge parasite there, if you're spiritually open, you are going to be affected by it. So at six years old, I had no idea how to protect myself and defend myself. So basically. I was exposed to some negative entities that wanted to hurt me. They were quite malicious, and I was terrified. I was six years old. I remember being insomniatic and lying in bed, just completely terrified. And when he first made his presence known, he chased all the other, the bad entities away, and helped me to kind of protect my space. So he was always my guardian growing up.
0: Uh-huh. At what point did you realize he was a demon and?
2: Um, that would have happened when I was, at, I want to say, like, right in the transition between preteens and teenager. I knew that there was other things going on. Like, as I started to, um, as I started to grow on my spiritual path, I was drawn to specific things. I was drawn to different areas. Um, They found ways to leave clues and breadcrumbs in my surroundings, which kind of guided my path. But I found, like, witchcraft and Wiccanism and Paganism. And I was... None of it felt right. Like, I was really trying to figure out what my path was in all this so as I was exploring and and learning um about it I just remember one day I was like I just it's like it was like a light bulb just went off my head I was like they're demons I was like he's a demon he's a demon that's what he is he's a demon because nothing else fit nothing else felt right nothing else fit it's just he was a demon and that was that that was a huge moment for me because up until then I I don't know if you know anything about like a lot of um, Wiccan lore and pagan and paganism doesn't acknowledge demons they they don't acknowledge that aspect because they see demons as the antithesis of Christianity and their their path is kind of it's like a, a different path mm-hmm. than that so up until that point I was I was like okay well this is closer to what I'm like because obviously I'm not a Christian I'm not I don't have those values. Um, I align with paganism and I can kind of understand it. And I appreciate, you know, the, the old gods and I appreciate, I appreciate those paths. But then I just remember one day I was like, no, he's a demon. That's what he is. And it just, everything clicked then. And I started, I was like, okay, he's a demon. No, I walk with demons. I'm a theistic Satanist. And it just kind of, it just, my life just exploded then. In a good way, in a glorious way. (laughs) That's
0: awesome. So, how long was it before you started working with other demons besides him?
2: Well, okay. So, this is where it gets... We have to kind of go back in time, because I worked with demons before I knew they were demons. Like, I remember when I was young, anything that had Satan's name on it, I just was in love with. Like, I was absolutely in love with it. I actually read the Bible just to read about Satan, (laughs) <laughs> like I was, I heard his name in um, the Christmas Carol, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, and I was like, I was smitten with the name. I was like, I just, I'm, I'm infatuated with that name. I love it. It's just amazing. So I always kind of had. It's like I always knew in the back of my head that that was my path. Like I always knew. It's one of those things that I knew it, but I denied it until I admitted it. Mm-hmm. So. I always kind of, I always did kind of work with them. And I remember, like, even growing up, I would occasionally chat in my head with demons. And I I, I told myself that I was just, you know, I was just flirting with the idea. But I knew deep down that I wasn't actually that it wasn't actually just my imagination, that I was actually receiving guidance and insight. So it was was pretty fascinating how this kind of evolved for me. Because it's like, when I look back, I was always doing it. But until that moment where I was like, they're demons, that's when it just took off.
0: I'm curious also, how did it evolve? Was it just you started working with them and then you realized they were demons and everything started coming together more? Or were you developing, like spells and rituals while working with them before Mm -hmm. identifying
2: them as demons oh yeah i was doing spells and rituals when i figured out like i was doing spells and rituals from the time i was six like um he taught me my the demon who helped me taught me how to shield myself and my first shield actually was it's the most like i was six years old just remember that i basically (laughs) put a circle of stuffed animals around myself to protect myself. So it was like I was always working with the energies, and I kind of had this base foundation, which I was following Mm -hmm. for the longest time. Like... And so even as I became like, um, as I became like a preteen or like an older child, my father would hold parties at his house and all the other kids would come over and I'd have them all in my room, putting them in trances and <laughs> like, yeah, no, seriously, I'd, put, I'd be putting them in trances and giving them past life regressions and oh, putting them in awesome. complete hypnotic states. And I remember one, I was at on uh, my cousin's birthday and we did that light as a feather, stiff as a board thing. Mm-hmm. And they got me to the freaking Ceiling. like when it was my turn, they had me up on the ceiling wow it was it was crazy until i i, I was like if they drop me i'm gonna this is gonna hurt oh no yeah and then and then I came down, but and my cousin and I we played with Ouija boards and like I was always I was always drawn to it I was always completely enamored by it it was like it was completely it was it was like it was in my blood it was a part of me for as long as I can remember. Like, I look back, and there were so many clues along the way. Like, even this little, you know, nine-year-old in her bedroom giving all these other kids past-life (laughs) regressions, you know?
1: When was your first successful, like, your first successful ritual? Like, and what was the one that had the biggest impact on you?
2: There were so many little things that I started doing. When I was in school for the, um during Christmas time, we'd have these raffles, and they always had these beautiful gingerbread houses. They were, like, massive, and they were decorated, and they were just stunning. Like, these things were works of art, and I loved them, right? So I put my name in, and I was like, I'm going to win, and I did a little ritual, and I won.
0: That's awesome.
2: And then the next year, I won again.
0: <laughs> Actually, every year since I've <laughs> known you, you win these yearly rounds, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> or whatever
2: they call yep. the yearly... Raffles, yep. I get um, yearly gifts from them, and yeah, no. So it's 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 been my whole life. And my mom even jokes; she's like, "You are super lucky." And my stepdad's like, "Wow, like you just everything you do, you get." It's been consistent my whole life. And I remember once there was this um, this prize for this journal, and I wanted it. I won that. So <laughs> those were those were smaller things. I mean, there was a lot bigger things obviously that I manifested, but for when i was young when i was a child i mean you don't think of the big things there you think of more you know i want that i want that yeah. that was <laughs> that was one thing my friends always said like how do you get everything you want cuz that was that was a theme with me it's like i got absolutely everything I wanted no matter what it was I was just able to get it so it was all from working with them and working with the energies magic is such a part of my life and just how I work with it it's like every day is magical every day is kind of working rituals and manifesting things and shifting the energies to kind of get where I want to it's kind of like it's a process I mean the first when I got to a preteen and I discovered um Witchcraft, that was when I first started putting the idea together, okay, if I do spells, if I construct these altars, then what I'm going to be able to do is I'm going to actually be able to manifest greater things because I've got more energy, the crystals and the grids and everything. And I started kind of following my intuition and listening to the demons and really following their guidance for setting these things up. And I was able to construct these rituals which yielded, like, incredible results. One of the one of the bigger things I manifested was... Um, my soulmate, who's actually the man that I'm still I'm married to, still today, and we have two kids together. And when I was 15 years old, I constructed a soulmate ritual basically calling my soulmate to me. And I used basically different past life regression techniques, which I had taught myself when I was young, to re- regress myself to my last life, to figure out who he was, and then figure out his energy, get a sense of him, figure out how old he was i i actually nailed it he's 16 and a half years older than me and i have it written down that he'll be between 14 years and 16 years older than me so Mm. that's pretty that was pretty close it's pretty impressive (laughs) (laughs) and i um so i had this whole ritual constructed to find him and then when i was 20 i found him now yes it's a five-year gap in between that ritual but you think about it when i cast it when i was 15 and he's 16 years older than me
0: yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> wouldn't
2: have I been I would have been illegal. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was one of the bigger um spells I cast. Um there's so much. Like I I just I have had so much in my life that it's like it's really hard to pinpoint one thing cuz my entire life is like a giant miracle, honestly. Like my my entire life is basically blessed by them.
1: From so when you decided to Take that success that you found with yourself, how did you translate that to creating an entire business, S around that? Like, how did you decide, like, okay, I can actually make use of this talent and have a community built around this and be able to offer services to others?
2: What I didn't realize for a lot of the time was it was so natural to me. I kind of thought it was natural to everybody. Like, I did not grasp the concept that what i was doing was actually was actually something that a lot of people want to learn but don't have the means to learn it so when i started working with mammon actually was when this whole journey started i started working with mammon when i was 20 when i'm i um i actually had just started a little mini blog online and i met my mentor who he was he's a he was he's deceased now but he was a theistic satanist who had a lot of experience and he and i started talking and going back and forth and he started sending me information and sending me articles and kind of helping me along the way and he told me he's like you need to work with mammon and i was like mammon okay i can work with mammon Working with Mammon was very interesting. It changed the entire game because up until then, I'd worked with demons from a, a very, a very different method. Mammon was the first demon that I actually had to really, really step up my game for him because he was he was one that was basically like, "Okay, if you want things, you've got to do this. You've got to get here. You've got to get here. You've got to push yourself." So with Mammon, I had to construct a greater altar. I had to con. I had to basically connect with him and download these very specific rituals. I had to construct, you know, this entire elaborate setup. And he wanted me to do that basically not just, not not because he was, it it the reason he wanted me to do that was because, yes, it was to show him honor, but also because it was pushing me into the next level of my growth. So then from working with Mammon, I started... Getting into online marketing and figuring out, you know, that there were ways that I could offer courses in what I do, offer lessons in what I do. And I got derailed a bit because I ended up, uh, this is very the interesting part about working with Mammon, Mammon aligned me with a bunch of very successful people, and I ended up working with them for a bit as kind of like um, a personal assistant until they found out I could read tarot cards, (laughs) and then I was the personal psychic. And that's where I met my second mentor, who was a a very successful businessman who actually conjured Jin. And he was really fascinating he He was in he was in a lot of secret societies and um different aspects of the business world, which had a very strong occult component to it and I started realizing from him that a lot of the stuff that I was doing and that I was working with had this vast history it's like it's not just stuff that I was learning from them or from my other mentor. It was actually like historical across many cultures, across the history of humanity. So it was, so from him, I learned a lot of business lessons and I also learned a lot of occult lessons. It was really cool. And I also got to meet and mingle with some of the like richest people. And this was all Mammon's doing. Like Mammon, he aligned all this. Like I cannot even begin to tell you the opportunities that I had while I was working with these people. But, as Mammon pointed out, I was still their assistant. I was still under them. Mm -hmm. You know, I may have been mingling with them, but I was still under them. So, in typical Mammon fashion, he pulled the rug out from everything, (laughs) like absolutely everything, (laughs) destroyed my life and basically said you know now you've got to build it yourself and that's where sns came from sns came from that where it's like no i've got to i have to step into this i've learned all these lessons i've learned all of these you know i've had all these amazing experiences i've met all these amazing people and now i have to come i I can't be the assistant anymore i have to come back as the business person as i have to come back as the business owner So he really, he really, like, guided me along that. And SNS came from that. Like, when I started, you know, I met people. I met the right people at the right time. I I made connections. I found, like, I was introduced to the opportunities. The demons, they guided me every step of the way with this. And through that, SNS was born. And it has just been thriving ever since. Like, I... Most businesses, when you start them, the first year is not in the black. You're in the red. S and S was in the black the first year, which means we had a um, we had a net net profit instead of net loss.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think I've heard like the first five years they don't really expect
0: business to make much money. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah. We're at the
2: point where we can't keep up with the orders and everything yes. yes to all our clients we are working on it. we will be
1: caught up very soon and yes. we apologize so from from being able to do that like how what would you say because there's a lot of people out there that would say, well you should be doing you should be using these gifts and not charging for them. What makes you feel like what we do at SNS is something that is worthy? of people paying the prices that we have listed for like for our workings for the conjures for our readings for our magicals what separates you us and sns as a whole from everyone else that's practicing
2: every in every industry people charge for their time it's just it makes sense when you are putting your craft into anything you do When you are putting your time, your skills, your talent into anything you do, you are getting compensated for it. Basically, this is your energy. This is your energy that you are giving to your path. Like a nurse, they give their time and they give their energy. And when they go to their job, I mean, could you imagine if nurses had to work for free? That would be criminal. Teachers, you know, they go... They've learned their profession. They go to school and they offer value to their students. You know, they should be compensated for that. When it comes to like tarot readings, conjuring, magic spells, all of this stuff, the occult world, not, it's not for everybody. Not everybody's going to put stock in it and that's fine. It's not for everybody. But there are people that believe in this and there are people that benefit from it and there are people who it speaks to them. There are people who, they love their tarot readings that they get. They love, you know, the conjures they work with. They love learning about this. And to those people who are teaching and reading and conjuring, they are investing themselves. They are investing their time. They are investing their talent into this. And yeah, you know, if somebody is getting results for it, if they're having serious, genuine results and they are having experiences and they're enjoying the benefit of these services, then that's why we charge for them. We charge for our time, we charge for our talent, and we charge for the fact that we are offering these services to the public.
0: I had actually worked with other people in the metaphysical community before I found Satan and Sons. So when I got to Satan and Sons, the prices were a bit of sticker shock because they are significantly higher. Although, maybe not now. I think a lot of people have ended up raising their prices, but... It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I didn't know that at that point. I mean, I did not know how many rituals you actually do to conjure, you know, even the the easier species of demons to conjure, and just the amount of time that goes into this. But the results I got, I mean... I was after the first demon I worked with that you had conjured a Kelta. I was like, I what I had paid for, what I had gotten, it was just I can't really even put it into words. It obviously changed my entire life, <laughs> and everything else was to that standard. Like, you have at SNS, a higher standard of work, like, you hold yourself to the standard of work, and I think that's another reason why. And I continuously try to improve it. Yeah, you're continually adding things.
2: I think you you got a bonus of, like, $10,000, didn't you?
0: Oh, yeah, the first, um... I worked... The first item, I guess, or the first... The first thing I purchased from SNS was a demon. It was a Divinity King. And, like, a week after his vessel arrived, I got a $10,000 bonus. <laughs> and, like, the year before, I had about... 1,700, 2,000. It was not above 2,000. So when I saw that, I just was like, wow. Along with everything else that was going on. I mean, I had a piece of jewelry that went missing. And it was outdoors. And it had been, you know, frozen for like two months under ice and snow. And when it melted, I was able to find it. There were just so many things from working (laughs) with the demons you conjured. And I just... It's it's unreal. It's been unreal since I've started
2: working with them. That's been my entire life, basically. What you describe there, it's like it's just one thing after another after another. And yeah, it is a lot of work. They. It's it's always been a lot of work because I've had to learn the skills. I've had to learn the craft. I've had to learn how to do this, and I've had to learn basically how to put this all together. I mean, that's that's what I've been doing now is I've been putting it out. It's like, how can I replicate this? How can I really teach people? And I've I have been talking to the clients. I've been listening to feedback, and it's like trying to figure out where the blocks are in the chakras trying to figure out how to open the psychic senses trying to get everything to a point where people can actually start having these amazing experiences and figuring out the formula that's what we've that's what we've been doing because i i take in everything that we do like that's another thing is i am incredibly upset obs- i have ocd when it comes to this i look at a problem and i'm like i need to solve this and i need to solve it to a point that somebody that we can replicate it because i want people to have these experiences and i want people to i want people to experience this like this path is not for everybody i firmly believe that that everybody is meant to follow their path mm-hmm. you know what speaks to them what calls them and sometimes it is a blending of other paths like some people do very well with a variety they've got a very eclectic path laid out for them and other people it's demons but it's like at the end of the day, it's investing in themselves. It's investing in their development, their spiritual development. That's an area that I'm really, really drawn to as well is the spiritual development because our psychic senses, our higher senses, they have been shut down for so long and there is so much up there and there's so much within us. There's so much potential that we are just not tapping into. So my passion for this is helping people to unlock that. That's why we have the spiritual foundation. It's why we have spiritual development. And it's why, you know, working with demon companions goes hand in hand with that. Mm -hmm. It's like they are capable of doing amazing things. But you still have to invest in yourself, believe in yourself, and work on elevating your own energy vibration so you can align with them. I always say that working with demons is you give your half and they give their half and then it just opens up all the doors around you. That's amazing. Yeah, that's been my experience
0: working with them after finding you and connecting with them using your methods. It's just been it's been awesome. So aside from working with Mammon who are some other demons, known demons that you've worked with?
2: I started working with um Them when I was younger. I started working with um, Lucifer and Azazel were the first two that I worked with Um, Lucifer was the first one when I connected with him um, He really he really started opening things up, but he was the one I connected with when I um, kind of figured out that it was demons that I was working with and he was one that I instantaneously connected with and he helped guide me he helped me a lot with kind of with self-empowerment it it was interesting because I was a very shy child like doing something like this my younger self would have just ran out of the room like just (laughs) been gone I would have been down the street that would have been it so he started helping me to kind of open up myself and to kind of get over a lot of learning disabilities that I had I know that everybody listening to this if you've seen something I've written you can tell that there is A grammatical error a punctuation error and it's one of the weaknesses that I'm still working on but when I was younger I'm I'm very good when it comes to math and science Mm -hmm. but when it came to English and those (laughs) classes I was basically told to never do anything where I had to write (laughs) because I just it didn't click didn't click at all neither did public speaking or putting myself out there or even carrying on a conversation. I had such intense learning disabilities that I was basically incapable of doing these things. And Lucifer was the one that helped me through these. He helped me to kind of... He illuminated my talents and also showed me that I didn't have to fall into the categories that they put me in. Mm -hmm. He was very... He was really helpful in those areas. And he was one of... Like, I was working with him like i had um a little altar set up for him and i would meditate and i would i would receive insights from him and he would tell me things that i needed to do like he would say you know hey you need to um you need to start putting yourself out there you need to start doing this and I, That age, I was really, like, I was really... I had a hard time with it, especially doing any sort of public speaking, even though I jumped at the opportunity to do public speaking in school, like when we had to present in front of the class, even though it made me shake, and I'd actually sit in front of the class basically shaking while I did it. So he really helped me get over a lot of those. Um, When I started working with Azazel... He helped me to perfect a lot of my talents. Like He helped me to perfect a lot of my spells. He helped me to start sharpening my mind, learning focus, concentration, and really tapping into the potential that my mind had. So his area of expertise was really mastery, Mm -hmm. and that's what I worked on with him. He was also very good at helping me through a lot of challenging social situations that I had. Like I would work with him... To kind of get my bearing on a lot of things. Being a teenager kind of sucks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It really does. So working with him, he helped kind of make it easier for me. Because I was, I admitted I was a weirdo. Like I was a complete weirdo in school. I was not the type of person that ever really fit in. I had all these, these things that are cool when you're a kid. Or cool when, you know, you're with your girlfriend's Friday night and you're doing stupid shit around a Ouija board. They're not... They're, like, party tricks. They're Mm -hmm. not cool all the time, you know? And when it's your lifestyle and you're kind of inundated with it, you're not cool. (laughs) You're a weirdo and a freak. Mm -hmm. And so I, um... I found that through working with him, he kind of helped me understand that. And I was guided to different resources. Like I was guided to um, a metaphysical store that was just down the street from my school where there was a group of witches that I could talk to. And so they they guided me to different places where I didn't, like I didn't get swept away in the whole drama of school. Mm -hmm. I kind of... Was guided to different places where I could, um, I could have outlets and just other places where I could, you know, explore this craft and not really be bullied. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: It's interesting because a lot of the the girls in high school they talked about, you know, they'd it was, it was like, like it was basically a Friday night thing of, ooh, let's be witches for the night, and it's like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, okay, you know, I can show you things that we can do but yeah you know it's uh, yeah so it was working with them though like it, they didn't take it serious i was the only one that really took it seriously like everybody wanted to do it because it was like like the movie the craft came out and then everybody was in a coven you know oh yeah it's <laughs> like it's like but it wasn't like it was just a game to them it was just like the in thing whereas it, it was serious to me so with working with Azazel and Lucifer, I was able to maintain that level of discipline and structure and, you know, commit myself to learning this craft and learning my skills and to, you know, kind of not get swept up in that element. Although I never really was the type of kid that conformed to peer pressure at all. In fact, I was kind of like dopey, I guess is the word to call it, because I was, I had all these learning disabilities and I did not understand social cues. I had to teach myself how to understand social cues and Thank Lucifer so much for that because <laughs> in school I look back at some of the things I did and I was like, I see. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Like there when I was younger, I um, if I did not have a sentence like a, if somebody asked me a question and if I didn't have a response planned in my head, I'd actually just look at them and repeat the question back to them.
0: <laughs> <Well, laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: so it was it was quite the process breaking me out of that yeah and i think they did an amazing job so then um satan entered my life when i ended up accidentally being enrolled in a christian camp how did that even happen my friend was going and she said it was a summer camp and i was like i like summer camps so my mom enrolled me and i get there and i'm like oh my no (laughs) it was a very strict christian camp too it was actually it was actually pretty uh, really interesting situation but it was there that i actually met satan because i i snuck away from everything one night because i was really depressed because it's really hard being around people like that and i remember um i just felt his energy and it just felt like a warm blanket around me it was like a warm big black blanket And he talked to me and he just helped me through it. And then I, that was a moment where I was like, yeah, demons are home to me. Like they are just home. Like this is, this is, this is what home feels like. Like that warm feeling of home in your, in your chest. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, I can't even describe the feeling. It was just such a beautiful moment and it was such a transition for me. That night and I just I remember that in that moment it's like it's so ridiculous when you think about it it's like the Christian song God rest ye merry gentlemen gets me interested in Satan because it says the name Mm -hmm. the Bible gets me even more interested in Satan and then I (laughs) devote myself to the satanic path at a Christian camp (laughs) which you know it says something though because it doesn't matter what where you end up your home is your home yeah you know they you can try to have things forced on you but if home is somewhere else it's not going to work mm-hmm. and then madman when i was 20 and oh, yeah i've worked with a lot since
1: yes. so from you speak on your close connections with lucifer and azazel what are some of the have you had any like moments or manifestations with them that really just blew your mind with either of them
2: Azazel in particular. Azazel getting me through a lot of... Like, he would tell me things were going to happen, and they'd happen. And I was just like... Like, that that started getting really, really interesting. Because he would say things, and then they would happen. And then he'd be like, well, if you want this result, you need to do this. So I'd do it, and I'd get it. And he would basically... He was... (sighs) He was really, really good at getting me to step outside of my comfort zone. He was really good at getting me to push myself, and he was really, really good at showing me my own potential. And I just remember, I in the beginning, I didn't believe a lot of the things that he was saying were going to work, and they would. They would work. So one time I wanted to learn bone reading, and I remember I was asking lucifer about it i was trying i was i was communicating with him when i was a child how i communicated with them was a lot of um i'd use a lot of astral projection techniques and i'd also use a lot of my clairsentience and also my astral world techniques so anyway i had different spaces where i'd go to communicate with them and i connected with lucifer and i said i wanted to learn bone reading and he told me he said well you need to get a set of bones first and i'm like well where do i get a set of bones and he's like i'll get you a set and I was like okay so I ended up going for a walk and I ended up just walking and something was guiding me something was you know leading me and I found a set of bones that were picked so clean and they were they were shiny like they were gorgeous I was like oh my gosh. So I gathered them up and I took them home and that was the set of bones that I learned to read from. And there's just something about those when you throw them, the designs that they made and the patterns that they revealed. And then Lucifer told me how to read them and kind of helped me to figure out what they, what they all meant and what the positions meant and what each bone meant and to learn about them and the different, you know, their different feels and their different, um, I want to say the different tonalities because they all kind of have a different different story to tell, especially with where they land. So that was a really, really cool moment because he basically found me like the nicest set of bones. I should probably take a picture of them and put them online because I still have them and they were nice. Like I have other bones that I've found and they are not as nice. I've never found a set of bones that are as nice as these. These were like, it's like somebody polished them. They were gorgeous. They still are gorgeous. I have them still.
0: That's so cool.
2: Yeah. So stuff like that. I mean, everything I asked for, they they got me things. Like, I mean, my entire life is like that.
0: Mm-hmm. So your work with the Zazel, um, was he one of the ones, I know you are, are you certified as a Reiki master? Yes. Okay. So you're certified as a Reiki master. And was it him you worked with on, like, your healing
2: abilities and your work with the third eye? Or was it one of the other demons? Okay, so that's that's an interesting um, progression of things. Okay, so when I started, I, I wanted to learn energy healing and I wanted to kind of find different areas where I had learned to direct and move the energy. So I found Reiki. Reiki was um, a perfect venue. My Reiki master was also really open because there were different rituals that involved calling in the archangels. And I asked her, I said, I just had an inspiration. And I said, you know, can I invite Lucifer? you know, as can he be the archangel that I work with? And she said, yes. So I was like, oh, cool. This is great. Um, So Lucifer was actually the one that I worked with um, during my Reiki attunements and learning those skills and stuff. So Azazel knows a lot of, like, really advanced psychic surgery techniques it really advanced healing skills so from working with Azazel I expanded my energy healing and I learned how to direct the 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 dark healing currents and I Mm -hmm. kind of learned how to move them and work with them so I I learned about the light healing vibrations and the dark healing vibrations so it kind of made my healing abilities whole One of my areas of expertise in Reiki was on the psychic surgery, which is where you go in and you um, remove deep blocks from within the aura. You attune your energies to be able to go in and grab them and pull them out. Um, I remember one healing session I did on a man who had amnesia. He was actually homeless and he had amnesia. When I did the work on him, I actually managed to remove some of the blocks and allow him to remember things. Mm. It was a pretty cool moment because when he... I just saw the change in his face when he had a memory come back and he was just like in awe at it because, yeah, he'd had amnesia for a while and then suddenly he could remember um, a, something from when he was in his 20s. So it was pretty cool. So... They helped me, especially Azazel. And then when I started working with Mm Ufear, he really started helping me to really start to, you know, direct my skills and focus, and learn about the chakras, and learn about the different layers of the chakra, and learn about how they work and how they function and how the energies move and how to work with the energies and blend the energies and open the energies up so I mean there's so much deep work like this is the thing there's so many layers to learn and each demon that I work with helps me to break that down to open up these different layers and to open up these different areas within the body and no so it was um Lucifer was original demon I worked with with Reiki and then I started working with Azazel and then Ufir and I've just been growing on my ability ever since
0: that's amazing yeah, some of the maps and things you've come out with for the third eye and everything related to that. I know we've we've gone to places and you've been speaking to people, and they're like, "Where can I read this?" Because I've never heard anything like
2: it. It's just so impressive. It's yeah. It's all basically my research from all of this, which has to be put into books, which will happen. Yes, this year. Yes.
1: So it seems like from for the majority of your experiences that you kind of connect with these demons, these dark lords and you just kind of they you treat them kind of as mentors and you just do nothing but learn from them. Is that how you kind of view most of your path when it comes with working with demons?
2: That's part of it. Yes, but no, I also see them as I mean as you work with them and you get to know them. I mean they I do see them like friends. I do see them like friends and even family members at times. Like I do see there is such like, it's like I start to know them. I start to learn about them. I learn about their different personalities, their different quirks, their different sides, their different, you know, because each one of them is different. They're not the same. They have their different personalities. They have their different, they have their likes, their dislikes. So as I've worked with them, I've learned about them and they've learned about me and they understand me. And they can help me. They help me in different ways. So no, it's not just. It's it started like I obviously I revere them and I have like such respect for them. And as I've worked with them, they they started as my mentors and they have become like friends. And I I do see them as old friends that have been with me my whole life. So no, there's there is a deep connection there. Like I the work that I've done with them, the transformation that's come from this journey with them. And I mean, I worked with some of them when I was a kid. When you're a kid, you see them in such a different way. There is such an innocent pureness when working with them. Like there's no, there's no judgment that's tainted by their view of society. It's just you and this beautiful dark being that's guiding you and helping you. And I know it's like, So many paths say, you know, keep things a certain way or there's, I don't know, I don't have, I don't have a rigidity on my path. I can be very flexible with things and I kind of just, I I have a formula for working with them from a place of respect, but I'm open to seeing where that formula goes. It's like it's not just cut and dry. Mm-hmm. And over the years, it's definitely evolved. And, I mean, when I was younger, I had no I had no idea about any of this stuff. <laughs> I was just kind of making it up as I go along. Like, it wasn't until I found my first mentor that I started getting structure. They would guide me and tell me to do things. But there was no written formula for, okay, now you need to do this, this, and this, and this. That came in my 20s when I started working with MAM. And before that, it was very, you know, it was very loose. Mm-hmm. And I... W- I I did see them. I do still see them as friends. When I was that age, I mean, when I was a child, I saw them, you know, as I was enamored by them. I was just like, oh, they're amazing. Yeah. yeah.
1: So what is the next step for you then? Like, what are you currently trying to work on and develop with yourself? Because you've been working with these dark lords since you were a child. Like, what is, after so much time, what is, like, is there? left for you that you are wanting to perfect and master
2: that's a good question and you know what the more i learn the more i realize i still have a lot to learn that is one thing i they've taught me a lot but there is still so much left to learn there's so much left to research there's so much left to do I've started writing the courses, I've started the books, but I, I still research, like, there's still so many. Like, I look at my notes, and it's like, it feels to me like I have just scratched the surface. Like, I'm in kindergarten still of what I need to learn. Mm-hmm. Like, there is just so much. I mean, every single area that you have goes deep. Like, Claire, audience, how deep can it go? It's infinite clairvoyance how deep can that skill go it's infinite clairsentience that's my skill i like that's the thing i working with alana it's like she's claire audien i'm clairsentient and we experience things so differently we experience them so differently. How I learned was, like, through feelings. When I started communicating with them, I was a child, and children are nonverbal. They are very feeling-orientated, and that's probably why my clairsentience is my strongest skill, because I didn't, I didn't shut down any of my psychic senses, but I came from a place of pure feelings towards them. And those feelings... I can translate the sensations and the vibrations I get in the spiritual world into words, into images, into all these things, but it translates differently than somebody who's clairaudient. They hear things and they hear very specific sentences. I feel things and I get things and I I have to deduce things, so... There's that my my reiki my energy healing how deep does that go mind power mental mastery how deep does that go focusing how deep does that go conjuring how deep does that go spellcraft how deep does that go it's infinite I mean it's like the more I learn the more I realize I know nothing I mean my categorizations of the hierarchies of the demonic realms my astral projection experience astral projecting that's another thing that can go incredibly deep because there's different realms different vibrations different areas that you have to explore so learning to map how do you attune yourself to these different realms how do you find your way back to them how do you figure all this stuff out Tra- navigating the astral realm is like com- it's not just you get out of your body and woo you can go anywhere it is a map and it is complex you are dealing with more dimensions than just the three that we have here and you have to figure out and navigate it and sometimes it is just like a mess so every single skill that i have and that i've developed i realize that there is so much more to develop and so for me right now, it's kind of looking at what I have and looking at how I want to start compiling that information to put it out there, how I want to start compiling these courses to get them out there, how I want to start, um, you know, what what I want to learn next. I mean, I have I have got hierarchies of unknown demons and their family trees, and it's just there's so much there's absolutely so much and i i am so committed to this path and so passionate about it and so like just inspired with my work with demons and i just adore them so much it is a journey it is quite the journey
1: (laughs) it is a journey and we're blessed that you have you document your journey not only through this youtube but also on the website and it's exciting to see where you're gonna be going from even a year from now, six months from now, and five years from now to see like how much more it's going to blossom. So, I'm very excited. I feel like I speak for a lot of people that are even listening to this of seeing where your path is gonna take you, take you, and that's gonna serve as a huge inspiration and kind of like an homage to the deities that you're working with, and it's as if like you're kind of like their canvas and showing Mm -hmm. showing the world of like what can really happen when you really align yourself with the demonic energies and really listen to them and go even through the hardships that you're put through to still just persevere and just put your trust in them and see really what they can create it's amazing
2: like it's just it's it's thank you thank you (laughs) (laughs) without you none of us would be here we wouldn't even be having this discussion yeah they pushed me to the point where I stopped being shy and I got out there
1: because you have such a unique way about going with this path and I really can't think of anyone else that really aligns with the demons the way that you do and works with the demons the way that you do like I'm sure because your way of learning and your your teachings and your experiences like there's going to be a lot of people that are just like hey this is not the norm of like what i'm used to when it comes to really just the left-handed path in general like you just approach it in such a unique way do you have to deal with like how do you go about explaining yourself do you even explain yourself when there are others that are just telling you that you're not going about things the proper way
2: i'm gonna say anybody who's seen the things I've seen, manifested the things, if you've manifested your soulmate, if you've stayed with a billionaire at his mansion, if you've traveled the world, if you have met some of the most influential people, if you've manifested physical gurus, if you've done that and can still look me in the eye and tell me that you know what I do is wrong, I might listen. But then I'm just going to remember that I've still done all those things, too. I, a lot of people say things, a lot of people talk down to me, a lot of people try to tell me, and they try to, it's funny, because they try to imply through subtle means that I don't know some secret knowledge that they know, and that I'll learn my lesson, even though they're so vague about it. And it's like, well, you know, if you have to be that vague, then clearly you don't know anything. So... No, I don't really let a lot of things get to me, Um, because I'm living proof. My life is living proof. What I do is living proof. I mean, I live and breathe this path every day of my life, and I manifest whatever I want. Um, One thing, though, that I don't... When people tell me that I don't care about the demons, that I'm only in this for the money, a lot of conjuring comes with the notion of forced bindings where you're basically trapping spirits in bottles or jewelry which comes from the old um genie in a bottle myth and you know so that's the that's the the common knowledge of it so a lot of people think that you know when you're a conjurer that you're actually cruel to the entities that couldn't be further from the truth i have the greatest of respect for them nobody is trapped in anything the vessel merely acts as a focal point point and um you know i i actually have a great deal of respect for every being i work with every demon i work with and i i revere them i i walk with them i work with them daily i mean they're my life so somebody somebody who doesn't even know me tells me you know oh, you don't care about the demons it's like you have absolutely no idea do you wake up living and breathing and basically walking this path like do you Do you work with them daily? Do you communicate with them daily? Do you talk to them daily? Like do you I have demons around me daily and Nobody is treated disrespectfully. Nobody is treated cruelly. I I Would never treat any of them cruelly They are such a part of me and they're such a part of my path here that I actually could not imagine life without them And that's one thing a lot of people don't... I don't think they understand about me, especially people who don't know me, when they just hear what I do and probably compare it to, oh, trapping genies in bottles. That's not... that's not what it is. There's so much more to it. It's like anything, you know, you have to explore the depth of something. You have to really go into the depth and understand a person. And most people don't take the time to understand. They just Mm. want to judge. Mm Mm-hmm. And no, I... They are my world, and they are such a part of my journey
1: here thank you so much akilta for sharing just a little bit on your path i'm really excited to see where um the demonic will take you and really where you plan on taking not only sns but how you really want to change the image of the left-handed path and i'm really excited to see what else that you come out with Thank you so much, guys, for listening. And if you have any other questions for Kelta that you're curious about, please leave them in the comments below. And uh, maybe we can have a part two to this and have a little update maybe six months from now and see where her story continues. <laughs> Until next time, guys, we'll see you later. Goodbye.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.